0: Coming up. I I want you to see this differently than someone just calling out God Mm -hmm. without the special addition or prompting Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit to where it becomes a term of endearment. Or there's like a, shows a personal relationship. It shows a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. It shows intimacy. Yeah. A lot of people are calling on God, but it's not intimate. Mm -hmm. It's not endearing. Right, right. They're just saying his name. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking
1: about. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. It is extremely important for followers of Jesus Christ to know how to live out our faith, especially in midst of strong spiritual, emotional, intellectual and habitual forces that try to keep us from doing it successfully. Join Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn as they unpack some key and helpful principles from Apostle Paul's message to the churches in Galatia. Here's the sixth message in the series, Blessings of the Holy Spirit, part one.
0: Again, this is another message from Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia. So, A, on your paper, write this down. The Holy Spirit is a blessing to us. The Holy Spirit is a blessing to us. Paul was trying to <clears throat> convey this point to the churches in Galatia that the Holy Spirit is a blessing to us. And he was also trying to convey this point to you and I that the Holy Spirit is a blessing to us. Paul says here in Galatians 3, 14, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. And so we can see here, we can extract from here that the Holy Spirit is a blessing Mm -hmm. and it was promised And it it is there for believers to receive those that believe in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It is, he is a blessing. Yes, he is. The Holy Spirit is a blessing. Yes, he is. And so we're going to raise a similar question um, to what we raised last week. We had raised the question, uh, what does faith in Jesus Christ do for us today? Mm -hmm. B on your paper is what does the Holy Spirit do for us? What does the Holy Spirit do for us? Again, we're not going to list everything because what the the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, is vast and we find elements of it throughout scripture, but we're just going to highlight what Paul conveyed to the churches in Galatia Mm
1: -hmm.
0: concerning what the Holy Spirit did for them and what it does for us and what he, what he does for us. And I'm going to give you six things today that the Holy Spirit does for us. Number one, he transforms our hearts. He transforms our hearts. Galatians 4, 6 says, and because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. And you might be reading that and saying, well, the, well, it says the spirit of his son. Well, that's just another title or name of the Holy Spirit. And this is reflective of his relationship with Jesus Christ the son. Wow. And so when we see this, uh, this is the, the, uh, the only time in scripture that this word, this phrasing is used mm-hmm. relative to the Holy Spirit, the spirit mm-hmm. of his son. There's other places it says the spirit of Jesus or the spirit of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the phrasing of the spirit of his son, this is the only place that it's, it's utilized. But the text tells us that God has sent the spirit of his son, the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. into our hearts. Now, you know, (laughs) um, first of all, you know, a couple of things, and we'll talk more about this. First thing you know is what your heart used to be like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that you haven't forgot. And then, you know, also that if God's spirit comes into your heart, uh, a lot's going to change. In fact, according to our, our point is that a lot's going to transform. Yeah when God's spirit enters into our hearts. So the Holy Spirit transforms our hearts. Amen. Amen. And Lord know we needed need it. it. <laughs> we, still need <laughs> we still need it. We still need it. Yes, we do. Oh, Absolutely. We still need it. Yes. The second thing that the Holy Spirit does for us is he causes us to proclaim a different father. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say that again I want to make sure we get this in our spirit he causes us to proclaim a different father amen and I, I don't want you to be like uh uh the Pharisees were with Jesus when they were they were trying to say uh uh that Abraham was their father and Jesus is saying no if Abraham was your father you wouldn't be trying to kill me
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. And
0: he he just was trying to convince yeah. them that you who you think your father is that's really not your father. Right. And then this is in John chapter eight. And then he just had to come out straight up and tell them your father is the devil. He is the devil. <laughs> he, was, right. he, was, he was he was leading up to it. They wasn't getting it. <laughs> he just came out flat out and told them so your father. John, <laughs> I <not> get there. <laughs> Your father is the devil. (laughs) He's the devil. And he's a liar. He's been a liar from the beginning. And the ruler of them. And the ruler of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) And so I don't want you guys to be like that. We say, oh, what you mean? I got a different father. Well, you think about it. We already talked about your heart. Yeah. And what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't a heart of the of God as your father. That was not that kind of heart. And Amen. that's one of the reasons why we needed, the, we need and needed the Holy Spirit to come in into our hearts and transform it. Amen. And transform it Amen. so that we could have a heart of our Father God. But look here what the text says in Galatians 4, 4 through 6. And it's going to remind us a little bit of what we used to be. So it says here, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. Now, I want to pause on this for a moment, all right? Because <laughs> uh, this is something, you know, uh, some of you may not have thought about. Um, because we, we we hear the story of Jesus in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so we may see that story as part of the new covenant. But actuality is really part of the Old Covenant, even though it's in the New Testament. Okay. All right. The New Covenant didn't start until Christ um, died, rose, and Holy Spirit came and all of those things. Uh, That's when the New Covenant started. So the Old Covenant was still in place um, while Christ was here doing his public ministry on Mm -hmm. earth. All right. And so it says right here that God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. So that means Jesus came into the world under the law. Right. He was he was operating according Uh, to the law. That's right. And this means a lot of things. But one thing I want to highlight to you right now is that it means that on the eighth day, Just like all the other male child children, right, that's Jesus right. was circumcised. Circumcised, yes. Sit on that for a minute if you never thought about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That means Jesus on the eighth day, mm-hmm. baby Jesus, was circumcised. Circumcised, yeah. Y- yeah. Y'all get that? <laughs> he yeah. got circumcised. Yeah. He was subject to the law. All right. Now imagine, imagine. You're on the scene. You're present. You're there. And baby Jesus is getting circumcised. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I couldn't handle when my son got (laughs) circumcised. I think I told you all this story before. I I thought I was going to be able to handle it. I was standing there like a champ, you know. And I, my champ quickly, that a, that, that a left the word champ and a U showed up and I turned into a chump. <laughs> I, unexpectedly, I got chumped out. I thought I was cool. But then when I start, I start to see what the doctor was doing and my legs started to get wobbly and the doctor fortunately saw that I was about to pass out and he told me to sit down. And so I was able to sit down before I passed out. I had to get up out of my chair to let him sit down. (laughs) Thank you, baby. Thank you. I couldn't. couldn't, The only chair in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't handle it. I I couldn't handle it. So I don't know about you, but I can't imagine. I know that if I saw baby Jesus getting circumcised, it It would have been over. It just would have been over uh, for me. It just would be the been, savior um, of the world, right? The savior of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and when I say you're watching, you know that this is baby Jesus. You know that he's the savior of the you world. Know the yeah. You know that he's the Messiah. And you know that he's the Messiah. And you're standing there watching him get mm-hmm. circumcised. It's bad enough to see a baby get circumcised anyway. It's 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 It's, it's traumatic. It's traumatic for the baby. That's why they give him sugar cubes and all that, try to distract them from the pain <laughs> and uh, whatever else. And But it's, 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 this was Christ. It's obviously traumatic for the baby's father. <laughs> yes. And so it's traumatic. This, think about it. This was, this was <laughs> Christ, Christ, uh, Christ, baby, baby Jesus being mutilated. Think about it. He's being mutilated. It's his flesh being cut. Later in his ministry, they would cut his flesh with a cat-of-nine-tails and a whip for you and I and hang him on the cross. Yeah, that's right. And you're present there with baby Jesus getting circumcised. Mm. Think about that. What thoughts and emotions will you feel and, and think? Baby Jesus, he's crying because of yeah. the pain. yeah baby Jesus, your Lord, my Lord. Think about that. Wow. It would have been, all. Oh, I've been done. I just would have been done. You can stick, oh, he could have stuck, a. You would maybe just stick a fork in me. I am done. I couldn't handle, like I said, I couldn't handle my son. <laughs> your, son your son actually handled it better than you did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> the doctors was committed. <laughs> The doctors Your was, son and your wife. The doctors was <laughs> was commending, say, "Oh, he's he's a, he's he can handle. Like he got a high threshold of pain." And let me tell they you, they gave him a little local anesthesia. Yeah, you know, but you know they in was, the area, they yeah. was measuring it relative to all the other yeah. babies that they had done before. That's true. And they so they had seen a lot, and and I think um that was something that stayed consistent with KJ throughout his. It's still probably so now. I don't know. He'll have to answer that one, but. um but we, we saw as he was maturing that he did have a high threshold of pain um, throughout when he was teething and other moment, mm-hmm. times where, mm-hmm. you know, he yeah. um, was enduring pain. That's right. But nobody better not hurt my baby. <laughs> Amen. 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 And so um, it, it was a traumatic time. And, I, and you know, it, it just I can emote now just thinking about baby Jesus mm-hmm. um, being being circumcised. All right. And so the text reads on in verse five, um, Ephesians four, it says, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Mm. All right. And so you see here that God paid a price for us and adopted us as his very own children, which means we weren't before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. He he had to do something, uh, pay a price and adopt us as his children. So, well, then you raising a, yeah, yeah. Well, who children were we before? Yeah, you figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know who child you were uh, before. You know how your heart was before. You know how you used to think and the things you used to do, your passions and desires that came out of your sin nature, which we'll talk more about later. You're quite aware of that. And so, but God adopted us. Man. Yeah. As his very own children because we were not naturally his children we were not all right he adopted us and that's why we need the holy spirit to come into our hearts and transform it yeah so that we can be uh reflective of being his child amen he had to do that and look what the text reads on to say and this is praise the lord for the spirit. Verse 6 says, and because we are his children, God has sent we just read this one. We just read this one. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. And now it says prompting us to call out, "Abba, Father." Y'all get that? So here without the holy spirit coming into our hearts, it wouldn't we would not have been prompted. Mhm. All right, to call out Abba Father, we needed that we needed that we needed that we him. needed that prompting mm-hmm. to call on him with this 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 special term mm-hmm. of Abba father, and I think we talked about this last week how it's a term of endearment, and we're gonna speak a little bit more about that, but it's it's really see it's. I want you to see this differently than someone just calling out God mm-hmm. without the special addition or prompting mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit to where it becomes a term of endearment. Where there's like a it shows a personal relationship. It shows a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. It shows intimacy. Yeah. A lot of people are calling on God, but it's not intimate. hmm. It's not endearing. Right, right. They're just saying his name. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it becomes endearing and when it becomes intimate yeah. and reflective of personal relationship. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. That's how it prompted us to call. Look what the um easy to read version says about verse six. It says since you are now God's children, he has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. The spirit cries out, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. Y'all see that? Mm-hmm. The spirit. So here's here's the the, the, the the connotation here. It's like it is the spirit crying out, Abba, Father, through us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all see that? It's, it's, it's that empowerment of, of the spirit being in our hearts and that element of our heart crying out, of the Father, yeah, like the Spirit is crying out through us, amen, so we we're amen. not talking about a normal just verbalization, yeah. we're talking about a cry to the Father, an endearing cry, mm-hmm. intimate relational cry, amen, to the father, and then um look, look at what the living Bible says today's living Bible, um in the same verse, it says. And because we are his sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. So now we can rightly speak of God as our dear, dear father. father. Amen. Wow. So the, 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 the implication here is that you may have been speaking of God before, mm-hmm. but it wasn't rightly, nor was it an endearing speaking yeah. of your father. Amen. But it says now, because of the spirit being in our hearts, we can say, we can rightly speak and say, dear father, dear father. And, yeah. and so we, we see here that the Holy Spirit allows us to have this intimacy with God. Um, and this is a function of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. All right. So. So when you. In your own time and in your own moment, when you are calling on God in that endearing way, just know that that's a function of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Amen. That empowers you. That's right. That's right. To say, oh, Father, to call on him in that intimate way. Yeah. Just know that's the Spirit of God working mm. in you. Amen. That's Amen. Real. That's true. Um, so the third um Uh, thing that the Holy Spirit does for us is he keeps us from living by our fleshly desires. He keeps us from living by our fleshly desires and our fleshly desires. That's another way to say our sin nature, Amen. our natural tendency to sin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's another way to say that our fleshly desires. And what happens is he now gives us the power of the spirit. Um, so that we can overcome it. Look what Galatians 5, 16 through 18 says. Okay. -hmm. It says, I say then, walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the desire of the flesh. I'm gonna say that again um, so that we can have the assurance about what God's spirit does for us in this area. Look what it says. It says, I say, then walk by the spirit, Mm -hmm. by the power of the spirit, walk or live, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. Yeah. So this tells us that we can overcome it. Number one. Number two, it also tells us that when you don't overcome it, you weren't living by the power of the spirit at go. that moment. All right, when you, When you do allow, allow, give in to give temptation, in, give in to temptation. Yeah. when you do uh, carry out the desire of your flesh, know that you were not, you certainly were not <laughs> walking by the power of the spirit. So mm-hmm. don't try to excuse it, because um, it's not the truth. Just say I was up in my flesh. I was in my flesh. <laughs> I was just being <laughs> sinful. I was in my flesh, exactly.
1: <laughs> You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert.
0: You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you.
1: To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So if people aren't wanting to be around you, on the
0: other hand, All right. maybe these, this fruit is not being produced in your yeah. life enough, That's right, and which means you are not being led by the spirit enough. Yeah. You're not walking by the spirit enough. Mm-hmm. Which means your inheritance, you know, may be, you know. On the line. <laughs> <laughs> so let it be a, a, to serve as an encouragement to you, um, to allow the spirit to lead you so that these fruit can be better produced in your
1: life. Thank you for listening.